Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of acute cholecystitis from the gastrointestinal section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 45-year-old obese woman presents to the emergency room with steady, severe, aching pain in the upper right quadrant that radiates to the right scapula. The onset was acute and occurred 30 minutes after lunch. She also reports nausea and vomiting. On physical exam, it is noted that she stops breathing on deep palpation of the right quadrant. Laboratory studies show an absolute neutrophilic leukocytosis with a left shift. This is a case of acute cholecystitis. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with an introduction about acute cholecystitis. In terms of a clinical definition, acute cholecystitis is an acute inflammation of the gallbladder, often in the setting of gallstones or biliary sludge. There are two types of cholecystitis, acalculus cholecystitis and calculus cholecystitis. The etiology of acalculus cholecystitis is gallbladder stasis, hypoperfusion, and infection. It is often seen in very ill patients and is associated with a high mortality. The etiology of calculus cholecystitis is gallstone impaction resulting in inflammation. This is the more common type. Let's now discuss the epidemiology and demographics. This condition is more common in females than in males. It is more common in adults than in children. In terms of the risk factors, the main risk factors are gallstones, the five Fs, or being fat, being female, being around 40 years old, being flatulent, and being fertile, along with hormone replacement therapy, obesity, and hypertriglyceridemia. In terms of the etiology, there are four bugs associated with this condition. They include E. coli, Enterobacter, Enterococcus, and Klebsiella. These can be remembered as the eek bugs. With respect to the pathogenesis, Blockage of the cystic duct by gallstones can lead to distension of the gallbladder, inflammation, and infection. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation including symptoms and physical exam findings of acute cholecystitis. Symptoms include systemic symptoms including fevers and chills, nausea and vomiting, anorexia, and right upper quadrant pain that may radiate to the shoulder. Physical exam findings on inspection include jaundice that is typically not seen, Charcot triad that may indicate progression of the disease to ascending cholangitis that includes jaundice, right upper quadrant pain, and fever, and then on palpation you would notice right upper quadrant tenderness to palpation, peritoneal signs that may indicate perforation, gallbladder that may be palpable, and tests could elicit the Murphy sign and the Boas sign. The Murphy's sign is the arrest of inspiration with palpation of the right upper quadrant, and the Boas sign is hyperesthesia to light touch in the right upper quadrant or infrascapular area. Let's now discuss the diagnostic imaging modalities used to diagnose acute cholecystitis. Right upper quadrant ultrasound is the best initial imaging test. Findings on ultrasound would include stones, biliary sludge, thickened gallbladder wall, and ultrasonic Murphy's sign. Cholecystography or HIDA scan is indicated if the ultrasound findings are equivocal. Findings on cholecystography would be the lack of gallbladder visualization. And finally, computed tomography or CT of the abdomen and pelvis is indicated to rule out other abdominal pathologies.
findings can include gallbladder distension, thickened gallbladder wall, pericholecystic fat stranding, and abscesses. Let's now discuss other diagnostic studies used to diagnose acute cholecystitis. You would notice an increase or normal levels of alkaline phosphatase, increase or normal levels of bilirubin, and increase or normal levels of white blood cell count. In terms of the diagnostic criteria, local inflammation, including the Murphy's sign and right upper quadrant tenderness, along with systemic inflammation, including fever and increase in white blood cell count, and imaging findings with cholecystitis would be diagnostic. In terms of a differential diagnosis, the main differential here to consider is acute pancreatitis, where the distinguishing factor is that it usually has elevated lipase and epigastric tenderness. It may be associated with gallstones as well. Let's now discuss the treatment of acute cholecystitis. The first-line treatment involves supportive care, intravenous antibiotics, non-emergent cholecystectomy, and emergent cholecystectomy. Supportive care involves the use of intravenous fluids, electrolyte repletion, and analgesia. Non-emergent cholecystectomy is usually done within 72 hours. Emergent cholecystectomy is indicated for generalized peritonitis and perforated cholecystitis or gangrenous cholecystitis. Second-line treatment involves the use of percutaneous drainage, which is indicated for patients that are medically unstable for cholecystectomy. In terms of complications, the main complications of acute cholecystitis are ascending cholangitis and gallbladder perforation. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question, a 65-year-old obese female presents to the emergency room complaining of severe abdominal pain. She reports pain localized to the epigastrium that radiates to the right scapula. The pain occurred suddenly after a fast food meal with her grandchildren. Her temperature is 100.9 degrees Fahrenheit or 38.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 140 over 85 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 108 per minute and respirations are 20 per minute. On examination, she demonstrates tenderness to palpation in the epigastrium. She experiences inspiratory arrest during deep palpation of the right upper quadrant, but this exam finding is not present on the left upper quadrant. A blockage at which of the following locations is most likely causing this patient's symptoms? 1. Common hepatic duct. 2. Ampulla of Vate. 3. Cystic duct. 4 pancreatic duct a wirsung, or 5, common bile duct. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3, cystic duct. The most likely diagnosis in this patient is acute cholecystitis. This condition is caused by prolonged blockage of the cystic duct, leading to distension and inflammation within the gallbladder. Remember, acute cholecystitis is caused by a blockage of the cystic duct by a gallstone leading to distension and inflammation of the gallbladder. This condition commonly affects obese females aged 40 to 50 years old and frequently occurs after a fatty meal. Although cholecystic pain classically occurs in the right upper quadrant, one-third of cases in elderly individuals, such as the patient in this vignette, will present with epigastric pain. The presence of Murphy's sign or inspiratory arrest during deep palpation of the right upper quadrant is specific for acute cholecystitis. Ultrasound findings will often demonstrate pericholecystic fluid, a thickened gallbladder wall, and the presence of gallstones. 
If the ultrasound is equivocal, a HIDA scan is used to confirm the diagnosis and will show an absent gallbladder. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, the common hepatic duct is formed by the junction of the right and left hepatic ducts which drain bile from both sides of the liver. The common hepatic duct then joins the cystic duct that arises from the gallbladder. A blockage of the common hepatic duct would therefore not block drainage from the gallbladder and would not cause acute cholecystitis. Answer choice 2. The common bile duct merges with the pancreatic duct aversung to form the ampulla of Vate, which drains into the duodenum. A blockage at the ampulla of Vate will block secretions from both the common bile duct and pancreatic duct aversung. Answer choice 4. The pancreatic duct joins the pancreas with the common bile duct to drain secretions from the exocrine pancreas. A blockage here may cause pancreatic inflammation, but would not affect bile drainage from the liver and gallbladder via the common bile duct. And finally, answer choice 5. The common bile duct is formed at the junction of the common hepatic duct and cystic duct. A blockage at the common bile duct would cause backup of secretions into the gallbladder and liver. This condition is known as cholodocolithiasis and is differentiated from acute cholecystitis by the presence of liver damage. In summary, acute cholecystitis is caused by blockage of the cystic duct leading to gallbladder distension and inflammation. It classically presents with right upper quadrant pain, fever, leukocytosis, Murphy's sign, and pericholecystic fluid and a thickened gallbladder wall on ultrasound. Next question. A 44-year-old obese woman presents with abdominal pain. She says the pain started while she was having lunch at a fast food restaurant with her children. The pain began shortly after eating and has persisted for six hours. She has vomited once. Her vital signs are as follows. The heart rate is 88. The blood pressure is 110 over 70 millimeters of mercury. The temperature is 38.5 degrees Celsius or 101.3 degrees Fahrenheit. On physical exam, she is tender to palpation in the right upper quadrant of her abdomen. Her skin appears normal. Her liver function tests, amylase, and lipase levels are normal. A right upper quadrant abdominal ultrasound is challenged by her body habitus and is not able to visualize any gallstones. Which of the following is the most likely cause of her presentation? 1. Acalculus cholecystitis 2. Cancer of the biliary tree 3. Gallstones 4 pancreatic inflammation, or 5, cholangitis. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3, gallstones. This patient has cholecystitis most likely due to gallstone disease even though no stones were seen on the ultrasound. Remember, cholecystitis classically presents with RUQ tenderness, fever, and a positive Murphy's sign noted by inspiratory arrest during deep palpation of the RUQ. Following obstruction, bacteria can proliferate in the stagnant fluid. Commonly associated bacteria include E. coli, which is the most common cause, Enterobacter cloacae, Bacteroides fragilis, and Clostridium species. In more severe cases, bacteria can invade the gallbladder wall, and this can lead to gangrenous necrosis and perforation. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. In the first citation, Bellows et al. discussed the pathophysiology of acute cholecystitis. Acute cholecystitis is caused by complete obstruction of the cystic duct, usually due to an impacted stone. Bile stasis occurs, and the gallbladder may become inflamed. 
in contrast to biliary colic, which also arises from stones occluding the gallbladder outlet, in acute cholecystitis, the obstruction and pain persist for at least four to six hours. Negative ultrasound can be seen in gallstone or calculus cholecystitis. Although specificity is high in the 95 to 99% range, sensitivity is not as high with reported values in the literature ranging between 84% to 99%. These false negatives can especially be seen in obese patients or patients who recently passed the stone. In the second citation, Kimura et al. review the causes of cholecystitis other than gallstones, thus known as acalculus cholecystitis, ischemia of the gallbladder, motility disorders, direct injury, infection particularly with protozoal or parasitic organisms, collagen diseases, or allergic conditions can lead to cholecystitis without gallstones. Altogether, gallstones account for 90-95% to of all cases. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, acalculus cholecystitis classically occurs in very sick ICU patients. It is a relatively rare cause of cholecystitis, especially in otherwise healthy individuals. Acalculus cholecystitis can be related to a variety of predisposing defects as aforementioned, but is by definition not caused by gallstones. However, as in this question, acute cholecystitis may be caused by a gallstone that is not visualized on radiological examination, either because the stone has passed or because the radiologic study was not diagnostic. But when this occurs, the correct diagnosis is still gallstone cholecystitis, not acalculus cholecystitis. Answer choice 2, cancer of the biliary tree or cholangiocarcinoma is an uncommon malignancy of the bile ducts which usually presents with jaundice and more severe illness. Answer choice 4, pancreatic inflammation is suggestive of pancreatitis, but this is ruled out with normal amylase and lipase. And finally, answer choice 5, cholangitis is a significant infection of the biliary tree. In cholangitis, patients are very sick and may present with hypotension and altered mental status. And that's all for this review about acute cholecystitis. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.